Are you a sheep? No. You're a dragon. Be a dragon. This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play, girls games. Don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams and voices. Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Moni, and with me today is my lovely co-host. That's me. Hi, I'm Amanda. Hi, Amanda. So today we have an awesome topic that I think both of us are pretty excited to talk about. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that we're excited to talk about this topic, Monica, but it's something that, uh, it, it's part of the reason that geek caring exists, to, to talk about this kind of thing. When I say we're excited, I mean, because everything about the wizarding world is something we both love and enjoy. It's true, we're almost going back to Hogwarts with this story. So enough beating around the bush, Monica. Let's tell our listeners what we're talking about. Since... Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, I have no idea. You can um, say it how you Germans say it. Grindelwald. How you Austrians. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he's Austrian. There you go. So be an Austrian and tell like the Austrian is. <laughs> Whatever I just said. <laughs> so yeah, Grindelwald. And we're not going to talk a lot about the content of everything or the content of the movies, because no spoilers. And, and also, I haven't seen it, so that would also, be a problem. And hashtag protect the secrets. But we want to talk about something that has already been an issue when the first movie came out, and this time it's caused again a bit of an uproar with the fan base. And so, I think probably with good reason it's caused an uproar. Oh yeah, for sure. I agree. I totally agree. So just to give you a bit of background info on what we're talking about. So we're going to talk about Johnny Depp's involvement in Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. And I hear a lot of uhs and ahs right now because it's probably an old shoe. But is it really? Is domestic abuse ever an old shoe until it's totally not in this world anymore? Well said, well said. So just to give our listeners a bit of background info, I just wrote down in our show notes the most important parts of what happened. So basically, Johnny Depp was in a pretty long relationship, well, pretty long for Johnny Depp, (laughs) and he was married for a while to Vanessa Paradis. Paradis, she's French, so Paradis probably. And when he he divorced her, or when they got divorced, he immediately met a new woman. And that new woman is called Amber Heard. And they started dating shortly after he got divorced from Vanessa Paradis. And they got married in February 2015. In March 2016, Heard filed the divorce from Johnny Depp. And five days after that, she put out a restraining order against him and accused him of domestic abuse. So that's basically a short story here. <laughs> and the issue that caused, caused that big uproar in the Harry Potter fan base was obviously because it was around the time where Fantastic Beasts came out. And Johnny Depp was cast for the role of Gellert Grindelwald. 
And obviously that split the fan base. It definitely did split the fan base. Uh, you have fans who are fans of Johnny Depp yeah. um, and have been for forever. Can't say that I am in one of those categories. Same. <laughs> I'm kind of meh about Johnny Depp, to be honest. In, in fact, like in my first year of university, I was on an all-girls floor in residence and we all contributed to like a residence living room decoration fund, thinking <sighs> that we would buy something like pretty cool that all of us would enjoy and we could spend our year enjoying these cool decorations. And what did they buy? A floor-to-ceiling poster of Johnny Depp smoking a cigarette while playing the piano. I was like, "Oh man, really? Like, really?" (laughs) That about sums up my feelings for Johnny Depp. Oh man, I feel you on that one. I all have to admit, I'm also kind of mad about him, so I never really understood the hype about him that much because everybody found him so crazily attractive and him being such a good actor and stuff like that but I just never really I don't know he didn't float my boat that much <laughs> no like I'm not saying he's a bad actor I'm not saying no. he's, he's bad looking it's he just he's never been a huge I have never been oh my god it's Johnny Depp about him <laughs> you know same I didn't get the hype either <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, like, when when it was announced, and to be honest, I didn't even know, I'm probably a bad Harry Potter fan, but I didn't even know that he had been cast in the role until I saw him in the role on the big stage. And I leaned over to Tom, and I was like, Tom, is that Johnny Depp? And he was like, (laughs) yeah. And I was like, what what the fuck? Why is he in this movie? That was actually my first thought. Like, such a a big Hollywood name being in the Harry Potter films. And I was like, this, it doesn't seem to fit because they tended to always cast kind of lesser known actors and actresses. But not like in the Johnny Depp kind of way. I mean, they had big roles in the Harry Potter movies too, like big people like Alan Rickman, but you can't put Alan Rickman in the same box as Johnny Depp though. Yeah, exactly. Like when it came to Maggie Smith and Alan Rickman and Gary Oldman, like they are very famous actors, but they're also all British. They don't have that kind of Hollywood fame. And aren't they all also very established in the theatres? I think so. They're not only acting in Hollywood, big shot, fat-ass, expensive movies, but also in theater productions. Um, I mean, like, that's that's not to say that, that Johnny Depp, you know, was was a bad choice for, for Grindelwald, but for me, it was a surprising choice. And that's outside any of these domestic abuse charges yeah. and accusations. I don't recall my reaction to it at all. I wasn't overly emotional about seeing him there because he was just like, uh-huh, okay, that's him then. And a lot of people will probably freak out right now out of excitement. But I was just like, oh, yeah, hi. <laughs> you know, unlike me, I'm like, wait, is that? <laughs> <laughs> he always has in recent times or in general, often these very specific roles like Helena Bonham Carter, because she also has these crazy ass roles very often. So I wasn't surprised to see him in the role of Gaelic Grindelwald just because it seemed to fit in a way. When he was announced, um, it was around the same time that the abuse charges came out from Amber Heard. And 
you know, obviously domestic abuse is is wrong and doesn't matter who it is, you should be punished for it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally there are loads and loads and loads and loads of geek feminists. It's, it's something that seems to go hand in hand, which, which it should be. Mm-hmm. And so when it was announced there, very rightly so, has been and was an outcry. Why would you cast Johnny Depp in this role? He's a known, you know, abuser and you're a family film. Why are you doing this? I read an article during our show notes. Let me just get to that. From Mary Sue. One basically wrote why that was such a big issue that Johnny Depp was cast for that role. Specifically because a lot of victims of abuse turned to Harry Potter because they grew up in an abusive household. And just the fact that they then still cast Johnny Depp made it very difficult for them because Harry Potter and the wizarding world was always something that stood up against all of those things. And and they were for the minorities and for people with difficult pasts, some sort of refuge. And so now having cast someone that has been accused of domestic abuse was really difficult for a lot of people in the fan base of Harry Potter. Sure. It's almost like they're saying that the entire message they've been spreading since 1998, they're just condoning abuse now. They're like, yep, it's okay. We're just going to accept abusers. And sorry, we've been lying to you for the past 20 years. I'm always really torn in the light of the entire Me Too movement and the issue with Brett Kavanaugh and Mrs. Ford, Mm -hmm. that always the victims have to explain themselves and and nobody believes them when something like that happens. It's interesting to see that apparently two years ago it wasn't that intense yet, or is it because it's Johnny Depp? I have no idea. Because when was the start of the Me Too movement? Was it just in 2008? 17 or 18 it was 2017 maybe it's just that it hadn't quite gotten that fuel and background that it needed but apparently it still doesn't seem to carry as much and i don't want to go out and like i don't want to sit here now and say that's what happened because i wasn't there i have no idea and apparently they came to an agreement where they apparently signed some secrecy clause so they're not allowed to talk about it and they, their divorce is filed, and they settled it, apparently. So I don't know how one would professionally proceed from that, from the perspective of the producers from the Fantastic Beasts movies. But it's weird if you consider what happened in the Harry Potter movies with, was it Crab or Goyle? Yeah, um, and that's actually something that Daniel Radcliffe, who we all know played Harry Potter, it's something that, that he brought up He when he spoke out about the issue of Johnny Depp joining the Wizarding World. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, it's a very hard thing for me to see. And I can see why people are frustrated with the response that they were given from Rowling and the casting crew. And in light of the treatment towards Jamie Wylett, who played uh, Vincent Crabb, who was dropped from the film after six movies. So like, that's a lot of movies to have your character established. And he was dropped from the movies for growing 10 marijuana plants back in 2009. When you think about like 10 marijuana plants, beating up your wife, being dropped for one, but not dropped for the other. 
I kind of think that one's a bit worse than the other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let's just say it's not the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, particularly with 10 plants, it's not going to go far, I think. No, it's not going to go far. And especially in Hollywood, there are many, many celebrities who, who smoke marijuana. Yeah, including Johnny Depp. I was just reading an article from Rolling Stone and he is like smoking a joint with the writer of the article. You know, um, it's just so so public. And sure, you don't fire Johnny Depp over the fact that he hit his wife. But what about the fact that he smokes pot? Why are you holding poor Jamie Wylett to like such a hard standard when Johnny Depp does the same thing? Plus he hits his wife and you're not holding him to that. I assume that it probably, in the end, Jamie Wilet, he has a hard time now getting other jobs compared to Johnny Depp, who already made some sort of fortune, I assume. Mm-hmm. Though apparently most of that's gone. That's what that Rolling Stone article was saying, was that he's practically broke right now. But if you have a lot of money available, then it's easy to spend it again. Yeah, that's it's very true. Now, JK basically said that because of the agreements that are put in place between Heard and Depp, and they have desired to get on with their personal lives and put this whole incident behind them, that she was going to respect it. And they're going to stick with their original casting and are genuinely happy to have Johnny playing a major character in the movies. I'm torn. Isn't JK actually victim of domestic abuse as well? The articles, basically, they, they never say outright that she was a victim of abuse, but it's likely. Mm-hmm. And really, only JK herself can, can confirm that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I read something else, and it was that studies and the casting directors both kind of felt that it didn't matter if they cast Johnny Depp or not, because Harry Potter fans would still go and see the movie. Oh, yeah. And like, it's true. These movies are grossing a lot. It's opening weekend. So we've yet to see the actual what they've grossed on opening weekend. But I would say it's probably going to be a lot. Yeah. And like when it comes to that, if people aren't going to boycott the film, why would they change something? Why would they recast? It's not going to make a difference to their pocketbook, so why would they? But the other question would be, why would they not? Because the cast doesn't matter for us. So we would watch the movies anyway. Mm -hmm. My assumption is that they probably have a very intense contract that might be really difficult to get out of or really expensive. Mm. Because Can someone just drop Johnny Depp like that? That's a good point. I mean, I know it happened to a lot of other actors recently, like Kevin Spacey and everyone, because he got dropped like a potato and doesn't get, can't set foot anywhere anymore, which is (laughs) all with good reason and everything. So basically it should be possible. But then on the other hand, maybe Johnny Depp has more in place. I don't know. Yeah, it's, or it's something maybe because it's settled and they're not allowed to talk about it. Maybe they don't really have a good ground to to get rid of him. That's true. Airtight contracts. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, actually. And maybe that's what it's impacting. Like what where that decision's coming from more than we think that Johnny's a stand up guy. 
they're like, oh, well, we're going to say he's a stand-up guy because uh, we've got no evidence really to the contrary except a lawsuit from from one that's airtight and nothing's leaked and it's not enough to say see you later. I mean, if we think about the movies that Johnny Depp made after the Pirates of the Caribbean, are there really any that you recall were super successful with him in it? Did he do something to do with vampires? Just recently? That answers both of our questions. Silence. <laughs> um, but he, he was doing, um, he does have that like shock rock band, uh, the Hollywood Vampires, isn't it? With Alice Cooper and someone else, my friend Caroline. She's going to kill me that I can't remember the name of the other guy in this band. Sonnywood um, too. <laughs> Sonnywood too, yeah. Sorry, Sonny and Caroline. Um, so there is another question like, okay, he's touring with this band the Hollywood vampires and their fans aren't up in arms about these abuse claims either. People, people are still super excited to go and see them. And I haven't heard these abuse claims connected with them even once. I don't know. I haven't either, but also sometimes I wonder if rock stars get a longer leash for stuff like that because people Mm -hmm. expect rowdy behavior and a lot of drinking, and something can slip once in a while. Yeah, it's like almost like that behavior is more acceptable from a rock star than from somebody starring in a children's movie. Yeah, for sure. Double-edged sword, people, double-edged sword. <laughs> One article that I did read, and Monica, I'm going to ask your opinion on this because you have seen the film. Yes. Um, so it was from somebody writing for the Mary Sue, and she said that she doesn't understand why they were so adamant about casting Johnny Depp because his performance wasn't stellar. He didn't really stand out in the role of Grindelwald and it was just kind of a meh. Why are they just so determined about this? Before I definitely answer to that question, the movie in general has a lot of bad critic. So people don't seem to enjoy it as much or critics apparently have a bad opinion about it. I always try to not really take that into account when I watch a movie. So I love Harry Potter. I love the Wizarding World. I do love the Fantastic Beasts, the first movie. So I went into that movie being all super excited, despite knowing that people apparently weren't too thrilled about it. And I must say that the way this movie was now was a bit that I really, really wish I had the book Because what I always had in the Harry Potter movies was the backside knowledge from the books because I read everything. So I knew everything. And in that case, it's a movie for about two hours and a bit. And only so much can be can be brought into it. So I feel I had a have a bit of like knowledge gaps in it where I would really like to have the book for it and not just the screenplay. When it comes to Johnny Depp in that movie. I think it started out really interesting, but also due to the awesome special effects that they have. But yeah, I think it could have been someone else too. It's not some a role that only Johnny Depp could leverage to what it is now. I feel probably we will see more in the next movies. So I think they're just getting started with it. Like, it's not the peak of who Grindelwald is, so that there will be more. 
It's just about how he gets to power now. And you see that he can be powerful. So I don't necessarily think it must have been Johnny Depp. It could have been someone else. And it's not like you sit there and think, you're amazing. <laughs> Jude Law as Dumbledore, I preferred more, I must say. So he did a really good job of being all awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard for Jude Law to be awesome, though. But Jude Law is the same for me. Oh, really? I have more positive feelings towards Jude Law, but I also was a bit, why is everybody enjoying him so much? But he was really good. So I enjoyed him as Dumbledore. So they could have given someone else a chance to play the role of a crazy psychopath. I'm uh, sure they would have a good pick out of actors out there. You know what the thing is? Johnny Depp always plays roles like this. So it's pretty typecast, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he's really nothing special in that. So you're like, ah, another one. Whereas if you put someone else in that role and that person excelled in that, that would broaden the repertoire of someone else immensely. That was maybe it's just a safe bet. But what do you really expect from a Johnny Depp? It's a Sweeney Todd version. It's a crazy psychopathy role that he's playing but he's playing them a lot of times yeah that's true it's not much of a stretch for him yeah just today on the day of recording ezra miller who plays credence in the film gave an interview with playboy magazine are we allowed to quote that (laughs) um i think we can i think we can maybe not every week but <laughs> when it comes to ezra miller giving an interview to playboy maybe we can oh he's awesome i saw the pictures he's amazing he's wearing tights and stuff he's so cool he dressed up as hedwig to go to the premiere oh jesus he was hedwig he was hedwig with like the furry or furry the feathery jacket and the tights and all the glitter on his face i thought that was amazing I didn't put my head around the fact that he could be Hedwig. He wore something awesome in Paris too. Like he had that winter jacket, a long dress with a hat. I really like Ezra Miller. He's amazing. He seems like a pretty cool actor. Oh, yeah. So it just today, uh, on the day that I think today is the day that Fantastic Beasts is released worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so his comments came out today saying... Uh, None of us were consulted and none of us knew. And that's in regards to Johnny Depp. I read a bit more of the article. And the interesting fact about this also is that he seems to be very open with them. (laughs) So he tells them pretty much everything. But when it comes to that topic, he is kind of vague. So when they ask him about it, they say, look, I bring forth my work to this job and I do the best that I can, he says. After a lengthy pause, Miller continues diplomatically. I would say that literally every single aspect of my reality, inclusive of a lot of things that are not fine with me, are fine with me. It's amazing how far the banner of all good can extend. So it's like a super weird answer to a question in an article where he has been telling them everything up front. And now he's just like, I'm not fine with some things, but I have to be fine, so I make them fine. Which, like, I suppose when you're an actor and and you have to act alongside somebody who goes against what you believe, but if you kick up a stink and then they say, like, all right, 
we're not putting up with this. So he just says, I'm going to have to put up with this. Yeah. And it's a, it's a shitty spot to be put in. And I think it's something that, I don't know, maybe the casting directors and, and JK should have just been like, no, there's too much controversy about this and say, we're going to cast somebody else. I think that's my opinion on it. I think after this conversation, that is my opinion. I think they should have cast somebody else. I think, yes, they should have cast somebody else, but I also think they probably never have needed Shoni Depp in that role. Mm-hmm. So they could have given someone not as known the opportunity to own that shit. Because even if you look at Ezra Miller and he already has a pretty nice role there um, with Credence, but Ezra Miller also plays the Flash in Justice League. And this is an entirely different role to Credence in Fantastic Beasts. And he does an amazing job with making both of it believable. Mm -hmm. I think there would be a lot of actors out there, even probably older ones, because they would have needed someone older so that it fits the entire storyline that could pull off that weird-ass Grindelwald character. Or, you know, like, maybe something crazy, like actually hire an Austrian man to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not, I'm not meaning like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. but <laughs> that I, would be funny. <laughs> I mean, that's just an assumption that he's Austrian because they end up in Austria and, and apparently he dies there at some point in the, not in that movie, but from the history. Yeah, he, he dies in Austria. So I, I was sitting in the movie being there, man, all the psychopaths are coming from my country again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was also a critic that people came up with, that he is not American, so I cast an American when they haven't, they didn't cast Americans for the Harry Potter movies when they were all very specific about them all being British. Mm-hmm. So why cast an American now for a role that's obviously not American? All these questions, JK, we have questions. When you come and join us on our podcast one day, we would love for you to answer them. I know that sometimes uh, accusations can ruin people, but then again, I think of Trevor Noah. I watched Trevor Noah's behind the scenes, so one of his behind the scenes clips, and he is very right when he says, how often does it really happen that someone ruins someone else's life compared to the reality of abused women in relationships and probably also abused men if we think Kevin Spacey here. So rather believe the victims and then if you haven't done anything wrong, there is still a way to prove that. But apparently there must have been something bad in the bush because they both gave us a statement of having a very passionate and volatile relationship Mm -hmm. and yes considering how much hope the wizarding world gave to people during their lifetime and considering the fact that jk is very communicative when it comes to trump and other things she's against they could have basically let him go yeah i agree i totally talked myself into this now (laughs) Yeah, sometimes you just need to to talk it out and you're like, oh, wow, yeah, this is this is what I believe. I just needed to yeah. actually talk about it to someone. Okay, so what do you think, listeners? Do you think that Johnny Depp should have been cast as Grindelwald? Do you think he should have been fired? Do you think he was never right for the role in the first place? We would love to hear your thoughts about him. 
Do you have any other ideas who could be a better Grindelwald than Johnny Depp? Let us know. Personally, I think Jack Black would be hilarious. He would, I, be, it would be so funny, wouldn't it? Like we, we have this, this man who's, who's usually quite a funny actor having to play somebody evil. I couldn't buy that. I really couldn't buy that. Jack Black is a guy where I couldn't buy, I can't buy a serious role from that guy. I mean, I have to admit, one would have thought the same of Malcolm's dad and then he became Heisenberg. And now I forgot his name again. Um, 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 Brian Cranston. Thank you, Brian Cranston. <laughs> Nobody could, would have expected Brian Cranston to pull up a very believable Heisenberg. But he did as well. But Jack Black, I don't think I could get used to Jack Black being a very badass role that I have to take seriously. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe there's a listener out there who, who agrees with me. Or maybe somebody else just wants to see Jack Black and Jude Law acting together again. Ooh, I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. That would be very funny, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay, JK, you need to re-record these movies and cast Jack Black. The end. But that's not actually the end. Monica and I have to issue a correction. We read out our first iTunes review a couple weeks ago, and turns out that wasn't the entire review. I am here today to correct this and, and read out this entire review because it was absolutely lovely. And Asatirs, thank you so much for this stellar review. He says, as a consumer of many different types of podcasts, some that are objectively not the greatest, I can say with complete honesty that this is one worth your time. Chemistry between hosts is essential to a podcast, in my opinion, just as much as the content that is covered, and Geek Herring delivers both excellently. I am never bored listening to these women discuss whatever topic they are covering. Words like feminism can alienate some people based on their opinions on the subject, but it is presented here in a way that makes you want to listen and engage in the conversation yourself. The nerd topics speak to me as a fellow nerd, and I love listening to Monica and Amanda discuss and express their opinions. You will not be disappointed for listening to each and every episode. Time well spent. Keep up the great work. Ah, that's so nice. Isn't that nice? Thank you so much, As the Tears, for that really wonderful review. It was just so so nice to to hear and to read and appreciate. You're amazing. You. Thank You're amazing. you. Um, if you want to join the ranks of As the Tears and have your review read out on our show, all you need to do is leave us a review, and then we'll read it on the show. <laughs> Simple as that. Thanks for joining me on the show today, Monica. Thanks for having me again. And listeners, as always, you can find us on our website, geekherring.com, which should be up by the time this episode is aired. Whoop, 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 in the hoop. And you can support us on Patreon at Geek Herring, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Geek Herring. Have a good one. If you like this episode of Geek Herring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Herring and over on geekherring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.